It's Sunday, July 2nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Ukrainian officials reported more civilian casualties from Russian shelling in the country's east and south on Saturday as Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez began a visit to Kyiv as a show of continuing support from Madrid and the European Union for Ukraine's fight to dislodge invading Russian forces. In an address to Ukraine's parliament that received several standing ovations, Sanchez said, We'll be with you as long as it takes. I'm here to express the firm determination of the European Union and Europe against the illegal and unjustified Russian aggression in Ukraine, he said on the day that Spain took over the six-month rotating presidency of the 27-nation EU. Elsewhere in Ukraine, regional officials reported that at least three civilians were killed and 17 wounded by Russian shelling on Friday and overnight in the frontline eastern Donetsk region where fierce battles are raging. The Ukrainian general staff reported that fierce clashes continued in three areas in Donetsk where it said Russia has massed troops and attempted to advance. In other news, over 7,000 workers at ports on Canada's Pacific coast went on strike Saturday, sparking worries from businesses and analysts about the potential impact in both Canada and the U.S. The International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada had issued a 72-hour strike warning earlier in the week after failing to secure a new contract through negotiations that formally started in March. The strike covers workers who load and unload cargo from vessels and affects operations at two of Canada's busiest ports, Vancouver and Prince Rupert, both in British Columbia. Combined, the Vancouver and Prince Rupert ports handle about $270 billion in trade annually. Around the world, rioters set fire to hundreds of buildings in the fourth consecutive night of violence across France prompting President Emmanuel Macron to postpone a long-awaited state visit to Germany as he grapples with fallout from the killing of a teenager by police. Macron was scheduled to travel to Germany on Sunday for the first state visit by a French president in 23 years. However, Mr. Macron told German President Frank-Walter Steinmeier he wished to stay in France during the next few days given the current situation. The two leaders agreed to reschedule the trip. Around 1,300 vehicles and 234 buildings were set alight across the country as rioters attacked dozens of police stations on Friday evening and into the early hours of Saturday. According to the French Interior Ministry, tensions were running particularly high in the city of Marseille in the south of France, where rioters clashed with police and looted several shops. The unrest has plunged Macron's government into a new crisis after it struggled this spring to contain violent protests over his unpopular decision to raise the age of retirement. Back in the U.S., President Biden will host Sweden's Prime Minister at the White House on Wednesday in a show of solidarity as the United States presses for the Nordic nation's entry into NATO, a bid stalled by objections from two members of the Western Military Alliance. Biden and Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson plan to review our growing security cooperation and reaffirm their view that Sweden should join NATO as soon as possible, the White House said in a statement Saturday. The leaders also will discuss the war in Ukraine and China. Sweden and neighboring Finland dropped their long-standing military neutrality after Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022 and applied for NATO membership, seeking protection under the organization's security umbrella. NATO had hoped the road to Sweden's membership would be smoothed out before the alliance's summit July 11th and 12th in Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania. 
Sweden's entry would be a highly symbolic moment and the latest indication of how Russia's war is driving countries to join the alliance. And Twitter began limiting how many posts users can read on its platform, an unusual move that came as owner Elon Musk says he is fighting companies trying to use its data for developing artificial intelligence programs. Musk on Saturday detailed the temporary changes, which involved limiting unverified accounts to reading just 600 posts a day, while verified accounts can read 6,000 posts daily. The move to block Twitter's own users from reading on the platform flows from an intensifying fight by Twitter to curb AI companies trying to scrape the site for data, presumably used to help train their models for free. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.